Welcome to the inbox. On this series, we are chatting to decision makers and prospects about what their inbox actually looks like and how we can stand out. So let's crack on with this. You're about to hear from Nikki Patterson, who is the global head of business growth from Solutions Driven. And after this episode, he's gonna get you really thinking about how you can be adjusting your outreach to get more replies from decision makers just like him. So here's what to expect on this episode. Uh, what I hate is almost a, the, the, the kind of a bog standard automated hate, just checking this, almost come back and said, look, Kate, we'd really like you to get access to this list. And I thought, okay, let's do it. You know, and, and we did the call and, and I, might, I might buy that tech. Yeah. What I like about that is that the ask is a really kind of low one. It's not asking, oh, can you have an hour? It's like, I'm going to give you this for free and then we'll see if there's a fit. This is probably my favorite. And I, I try and do this as well when I'm reaching out to prospects. I'm like, look, Let's have a 15 minute call. And at the end of it, if there's not a fit, I will at least make sure you walk away with a few tactics on how I'm hitting my target every month. Thanks for joining this episode. And I'm super excited for you to hear some juicy knowledge nuggets from Nikki. So let's do this. Yeah, so I'm just trying to understand like from a buyer's point of view or from someone who's a lot of people's ICP, what your inbox looks like today. So like your phone, your LinkedIn and your email, how hectic is it? I think that's the hardest part of my day is my to-do list, right? Because I think right now, wearing the different hats in my role, um, almost six or seven hours out of your eight-hour day is immediately consumed by an internal meeting, a client engagement, uh, a new opportunity, you know, putting out a fire somewhere. And the the real key is prioritization for me. Um, I think I'm now at the point where, you know, Luckily, I, I will come in and there will be lots of LinkedIn messages and there'll be um, from different things, right? Clients approaching, people trying to get me to get a new job or, you know, because recruitment is kind of a wild right now. Um, and it's really just organizing my day to be as efficient as possible that's tied into my outcomes. Can I skip that particular meeting? Can I push that one out? Mm-hmm. Can I delegate this to someone else? This is something I absolutely need to be part of because I don't want to be seen to be the person internally that pushes everything or doesn't attend or, or, or whatnot. So I think my way typically of getting around that is working an hour or two extra a day, which isn't always the right way. Um, but it's, it's definitely prioritization. Yeah, I think SDRs and other salespeople reaching out to sales leaders like yourself, I think sometimes we forget that it's not just other sales outreach that you have in your inbox. It's also like you mentioned your to-do list. You have so many other things to be doing. Um, so your day isn't just reading sales outreach. Um, which, which channel do you get hit at from salespeople the most, would you say? Um, recently, email. Um, I, I mean, I do have my email on my LinkedIn profile, you know, so to be contactable to, to the right people. But you question that sometimes and you can understand why people try to be as hidden or guarded as, as possible. But I think, you know, I, I think as a sales leader, I totally get, you know, the, the sales love, the outreach, the cadence approach. And I almost feel as soon as I see an email that I know I'm in someone's cadence. And, and <laughs> a lot of the time I'll reply politely. I try to reply to almost everything, but 
I tried to politely, please take me out the cadence, and you sometimes get a winky face or something back saying, I know you're in your cadence, but I would say email for sure is, 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 is the main approach or the main channel. Just written text on email, or are you seeing any kind of videos or any other cool tactics that are standing out to you? Um, I, you know, I was quite into, I seen a lot of gifts last year, not so many this year, okay. um, but that got my attention quite a bit, quite a bit last year, like, you know, two or three messages in and then there's someone crying because <laughs> I've got a hold of you yet. Um, you know, I, on my birthday, I got a couple of good ones and I used one myself, so I'll share that one with you, but there's a, there's a gift where there's a, a, an elderly lady who blows out the candles and her teeth fall out and she catches them. <laughs> So I do send that to some, typically just clients more than prospects. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I think the people that mix it up a little bit are the ones that, that stand out. But then you can, I almost feel you can go too far with it with it as well. So I think the ones that really stick out to me are the ones that kind of have a, a kind of a pleasantly persistent approach, but mix it up a little bit. Talk to me what what pleasantly persistent means to you because this is super <laughs> what people would define as pleasantly persistent and spam. So what would you want from someone reaching out to you? What is pleasantly persistent? I think a good question, right? Because as a sales leader, you're thinking about what do you want your team to do and come across? And then, you know, what I think is pleasantly persistent, someone might think is harassment or not enough. So, you know, I, I think for me, I I quite like the multi-channel approach what that I see from salespeople. I like when, you know, somebody pretty much connects with me first on LinkedIn, doesn't put a cheesy, you know, message on it. You know, you can see the ones that are just targeting you in a list and send this to everyone. You know, I seen you read Gary V's uh, post. Yeah, so did 25,000 other people. <laughs> um, but I think the ones that kind of connect and a couple of days later maybe come back and say, you know, I read this article you posted or something. I think I really like the first couple of touch points being hyper-personalized and almost like a, I have done some research into you to almost portray that I think we have something that could be a good fit for you. I'm not going to say it definitely is. I'm, I'm not going to 100% going to say I'm going to add value, but I've done some research and I would love to, you know, now have a conversation those are the ones that stand out to me. I think in terms of number of touch point steps, if somebody sends me that a couple of days later, follows up by an email a few days later, gives me a call a few days later, I think I'm inclined in that first week or two to tell them, yes, no, now not the right time. And, and I feel then I owe it to them to give them something. I think too many leaders or business leaders are, are too quick to just delete, ignore. How long does it really take to say, not just now, not the right thing, not looking at this till X. I think any leader is being naive and thinking they know all the answers and have all the answers. And a lot of my clients are always looking for better ways to do things or become more efficient. So I, I think, you know, leaders need to get a bit more real. Now, don't get me wrong, there will be leaders out there that get 100 messages a day and that becomes not possible. Um, I'm probably in the, I get, 15 to 20 different things through a day and you know if I spend 20 minutes at night replying to some of them that's okay with me how many of these and what you're mentioning as like 
best practice what you enjoy isn't actually that time consuming doing a little bit of research adding a bit of value following up not in a spammy annoying way like did you read my message but it's not like rocket science and it's nothing that's going to take too much time how many of those do you reckon you get in a month of the really good examples the really good ones not an awful lot if, if i'm honest um i think the issue for us right is we are a global recruitment company but some people view us as a tech company because we are more of a business that does recruitment rather than just a bog standard recruitment agency so you know we have a lot of the the gongs the drafts we've got loads of tech here and because we're very well linked in that i guess network people will always say oh i see you and i are both connected to x and it's just because you know, I use Drifter, I use Gong or, or, or something. Um, you know, there's, there, there's a handful that stand out recently. I mean, I think everyone's always evaluating, do we have access to the best data, right, which ties into all, all of this. Um, and as I'm building out my team, I'm trying to make sure that team's efficient. But I got hit up at the right time by a data provider. I won't message them. And what stood out to me from them was, you know, Nikki, I pulled a list of companies that are, actually looking for a recruitment partner right now, you know, would you have 15 minutes to connect? And even if you're not interested, I'll give you that list. And I thought, okay, one day, how do they, and there's probably some sort of intent that they're using to see that I'm researching this, right? Nowadays, they're following you everywhere. But, you know, even if I wasn't looking for what they had, that intrigued me. Yeah. And, and at the very least, this person's going to give me a list of somebody that's looking for what I offer. So, that's probably and that was just a very subtle four sentences in in LinkedIn you know didn't need to do anything and then quite and I guess that pleasantly persistent I left it a couple of days just to see and they came back and said you know uh, what I hate is almost the 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 kind of a bog standard automated hey just checking this almost come back and said look hey would really like you to get access to this list and I thought, okay, let's do it. You know, and, and we did the call and, and I, might, I might buy that tech. Yeah. What I like about that is that the ask is a really kind of low one. It's not asking, oh, can you have an hour? It's like, I'm going to give you this for free and then we'll see if there's a fit. This is probably my favorite. And I, I try and do this as well when I'm reaching out to prospects. I'm like, look, let's have a 15 minute call. And at the end of it, there's not a fit. I will at least make sure you walk away with a few tactics on how I'm hitting my target every month. And it's kind of like, I'm getting something out of it, but then so are they. So it's not like they have to just sit there and listen to what our product does. You're also getting something out of it as well. So it's actually worth your time. So yeah, I I love those ones with the better call to actions like that. You mentioned earlier, you know, it's all around ICP to begin with, right? If, if, if a company truly defines their ICP, they will get more responses because they're going to send personalized targeted messages to people that actually do want and might already have, but want potentially the, you know, the product that they're offering or, or the service that they're offering. If you're shooting darts everywhere, yeah. you know, you, you're just wasting, wasting your time in my, in my opinion. But there's also, there's another part of this as well. I mean, this person's given me something for free and it's part of their process, you know, there's a lot of companies right now that is, hey, there's a, a coffee for talking to me, and there's a swag for doing this, or here's champagne for this. 
And I get the whole ABM approach. I really do. And I think it can, can work. But I also feel there's a lot of salespeople getting turned into robots. And there's a lot of, you know, companies that are almost trying to use bribery as a form of, yeah. of selling. And I just really hope we don't take the creativity and the art out of what should be a very personalized process. Yeah, I think with the the gifting, it can almost be a fine line between bribing. Uh, I think you need, if you're using things like e-gifting a reach desk, for example, you actually need to find out something about them and then relate the gift to that. You can't just randomly blow out a load of coffee vouchers because it's just that you can tell that you're spamming it out to a lot of people yep. and you're falling into that trap of being, like you said, a robot. Um, yep. I agree though, it, I think the creativity side is what actually makes the SDR role more exciting because you get to put your personality across, but you're right with things like automation and everyone following the same process, we do get into that trap of just all sounding exactly the same. Yeah, and, and that, like the personalized approach might have worked a few years ago, the automated approach because you can do it at scale may work, have worked last year or, or now, but I absolutely believe that if, if people have a, you hire somebody because they're creative and they stand out in an interview and then you say, just follow this cadence, wasting your time, right? So for me, it's about hiring really bright, intelligent, emotionally intelligent people who understand which tool to use and which, which scenario. Yes, have a fundamental process to follow, yeah. but there's, there's an art and a science and there's definitely got to be a balance of both for me. Yeah, you need to try stuff. Like cadences are great for you to follow a process and make sure you're actually reaching out the, the data specified amount of times, but it doesn't mean that's just what you have to do. You can do stuff outside of that cadence. You can test stuff. Otherwise you're basically just getting into a trap of being an automated um, tool, which isn't the point of cadences. So yeah, yep. you're right. Thanks Nikki for joining me on episode two. So great to get an insight into what your inbox actually looks like today. And what I found most interesting was the things you're saying that are standing out in your inbox aren't actually rocket science. Things like basic research, personalization and persistence. And the fact that you're getting hardly any of these just show we as salespeople are falling into that trap of relying on automation, which is slowly turning us into robots. And this isn't going to catch your buyer's attention. But thanks again for listening, everyone. I hope you found this as insightful as me and hopefully see you next time.